And now, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. And yes, welcome to the Consumer Quarterback Show. Always helping you win in any marketplace. Uh, we love to bring on all types of great expert contributors on this program and, and entertain, educate, and most importantly, we love to engage with you so that way we can help you save time and money on, on different local buying decisions here. We work with attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors. Uh, reach out to the hotline, 80 different categories, 813-917-1894. Just call or text the hotline, 813-917-1894. Used to call me on my cell phone. And we love it when the hotline rings. It's an off-air number you can call or text. Text that line, consumerqb.com as well. Uh, we got a great lineup for you today. Fred Muth, a.k.a. the Tin Man, going to be back in studio. Tampa screens and aluminum, uh, one of our contractor expert contributors. I'm going to give you some good tips in that space. Nick Shriver as well, decorating elves in the house, uh, decoratingelves.com coming up. And in studio, we got David Yates, film director, producer, writer, and he's got a lot of cool stuff to talk about in the movie industry here in Tampa Bay. Uh, Dolphin Tail, of course, and uh, we're going to talk about Captain Will Smith and our friend Captain Will Falling from the Sky movie as well. And before we jump into this great content, we like to feature our real estate listings to help our sellers profit more and sell faster. Uh, we're a top 100 ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay, and we got a property at 14626 Loredon Drive. This is a uh, Pinellas County property in Seminole. Beautiful million-dollar listing of mine here in Tampa Bay. It's 14626 Loridon Drive, number 14. And it's two-bedroom, three-bath, 1,300-plus square feet. you got a double master layout, so two master suites. And if you look at the photography, the complements of Fabray Frameworks, uh, you'll see this has 180-degree views of the intercoastal waterways, and it's on the entire peninsula there. Beautiful property uh, right here in Pinellas County, 14626 Loridon Drive. And you can see all of our real estate listings at Platinum mvpteam.kw.com this is god's country all right let's jump right into it we got david yates in the house welcome in sir glad to be here thank you yeah man awesome uh let's let's start with some of your history give a quick overview uh you know of your your history i know you did some iron man you get been in the movie industry for a while dolphin tail ceo of the uh, marine aquarium yeah yeah, I started my career as a CPA, believe it or not. So people laugh when they hear that. They're like, wait, you were a CPA? No, that can't be the case. But I was a CPA back in my early, early, early days out of yeah. college. And then I ran the Ironman. I was with the Ironman Triathlon Ironman Group Company from 1989 to 1998, about 11 years. Uh, and then after that, I spent uh, 15 years at Clearwater Marine Aquarium, produced the Dolphin Tail movie. So I did TV with NBC and ESPN back in the 90s for Ironman. Then I did movies with Dolphin Tail uh, about 15 years after that. So combination of TV and film nice. over the years. And I uh, love Clearwater Mini Aquarium, great place. I loved running that. Uh, and that's, of course, Dolphin Tail and Dolphin Tail 2 were, of course, based out of there yeah. using one of the Dolphin stories. So. And the economic impact was... Billions, billions of dollars. Billions. Yeah, literally, it was wow. it was a phenomenon. There's a thing called film-induced tourism where people like to see what they see in movies. Yeah. And, uh, for example, I grew up in Iowa, and Iowa has very little tourism, but there's a farm where they film Field of Dreams. Yeah, that's Kevin right. Kevin Costner. You have 70,000 people there go a year now, even 25 years later, to see that little farm in Iowa. And they travel Holy there just cow. for that. 
Unbelievable. So Dolphin Tail was about Winter the Dolphin. It was a, a facility you could come see, an animal you could come see at Clearwater Beach, a great tourist destination, two hours yeah. from Disney. It all added up to just a massive tourism uh, push that's still going today, billions of dollars per economic impact study. So. Man, that's awesome. Now, did you have an affinity towards film, uh, or did it somehow fall into your lap? I mean, how, what's the backstory to Dolphin Tail? And- yeah, so I did, again, I did TV back in the 90s. So I worked with Dick Ebersol in the NBC t- sports team. And I did at TV shows on NBC and ESPN both. So kind of the TV aspect was all about storytelling. Yep. So when somebody does Iron Man race, it's less about with your, your time. It's more about just finishing. It's a, it's a life challenge. It's about perseverance, endurance, never giving up. So Iron Man's about never giving up. Right. So the film, you know, the TV shows were still, you know, storytelling from that perspective, telling individual athlete stories as to why they were there. While these guys and gals were running the race on behalf of somebody who was sick or dying. So just a lot of right. emotional stories there. So I did that back in the 90s, so I loved storytelling filmmaking. That was on the TV side. So when I got to CMA, the aquarium, and I saw Winner the Dolphin's amazing, inspiring story. She stands for exactly what Iron Man was about. So Winner was the dolphin who literally should have died, lost her tail, made her a prosthetic tail, became a worldwide phenomenon. But her story is what Iron Man's about. So Iron Man's about giving, never giving up, perseverance, getting, getting the finish line. Yeah. Winner is the same thing. So, yeah. you know, I need to take this story and do the same thing I did back at Iron Man. And so Dolph- it led to a number of books, a number of documentaries, then Dolphin Tail, then Dolphin Tail, too. So. And we're not done yet. Even though she's passed away in November, we're still talking about some new Dolphin Tail projects, potentially. Cool. Yeah, overcoming adversity. I mean, the, the American way. Who doesn't want to hear that? Who doesn't want to hear that? That's right? right. I love it. If you just join us, we're talking with David Yates here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm your host, Brandon Rimes. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting to hear the background of these, uh, these stories. And, yeah. you know, is it uh, – and then, of course, let's fast forward. I want to get into, you know, kind of the inner workings of the movie industry as well and, you know, how you, some of the incentives and the local promotions right. and things. And because you hear, uh, of course, Georgia has a hot market up there, they Atlanta. Do. And, you know, so different incentives. Look, right. Why don't we jump into that? How, so what's the difference when, when a producer and, and a director and the whole team, they're saying, hey, should we go to Florida for this? Should we go to Georgia, stay in California? How do, what's the decision-making process? One word, money. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back to it's, that. It's incentive. <laughs> So what happens is Florida used to have film incentives offered by the state. And what that is, that's incentive given to studios, encouraging them to come film in your state. What happens is you come and you do a film and you get X, X number of your expenses reimbursed to you by the state. Florida stopped that back in 2010, 2011. So Dolphin Tail, Dolphin Tail 2 were the last couple of films that got film incentives. So if you don't have that and another state offers that, well, guess where people go? They go to another state. So Georgia has cleaned Florida's clock in the world of filmmaking right now. And they've done that because they have a massive, extensive incentive program for film studios. So mm. if you're filming a film and you can save three or four or five million dollars, you want to film in Florida, but Georgia offers this, where are you going? You're going to Georgia. Right. So statewide filmmaking has suffered because of that, and a lot of individuals have moved from Florida to Georgia uh, to work in filmmaking. They were here part of our crew. We still have a lot of crews here, but what's happened is it's made our filmmaking a lot industry a lot smarter in Florida. Mm. So we have to have, be tighter on our budgets, be smarter with our productions. So filmmaking is still having a comeback here. Pinellas County and Tampa is having a big comeback right now, a massive comeback. So the counties are supporting incentives the state's not doing right now, ironically, because mm. they recognize the benefits of that. But the state incentives has been the big issue. So because we don't have those last seven, eight years, we've lost a lot of films that do want to – I get calls every day from studio heads, every single day, saying, David, we want to come to Florida. Do you have incentives? I'm like, mm, no, we don't. Now, again, the counties are for that, and that's helping me out. I'm doing – I did four films the last five months. We're doing four in the next three months in Pinellas County and part of in Tampa also. Nice. So the counties are helping out, but the state hasn't done that. It's, it's a big disappointment. It, it creates economic impact. It, uh, it drives our number one tour industry, which is tourism. So filmmaking works. So why not, why not then? 
Well, it's a lot of politics. It's politics, yeah. yeah it's it's like, politics. Like what kind of element are you going to bring in type of thing? Yeah, and there's, you know, you're competing against other things. So it's just a matter of the right people in leadership at the right time. Yeah. And so I don't want to get too much in the political aspect sure. of that, but it comes right. down to you, you have the votes to get that. Now, back when when Rick Scott was the governor, yeah. uh, at one point we had, the, we had the Senate ready to go, and he was ready to go. I got to know Governor Scott pretty well. Now, now Senator Scott. But the House kept blocking it during those years. So we had a Speaker of the House way back then that killed it every year. Hmm. So that kind of it's, – it's political. And one person – the problem with film incentives is one person can kill it. Wow. And the, and the challenge our industry has is if you have to rely on a, a you know Tallahassee every year to support your industry, it's a hard place to be. Wow. Because if one person says, I don't want this, and they can kill a bill, your industry is shot for a year. Hmm. You have to wait till next year. So that's been ongoing for eight years. The good news is, again, in Pinellas County's case and, and Hillsborough somewhat also, the counties are offering incentives. So I'm bringing in, I'm doing eight films in in nine months here. These are you know films that land on Lifetime, Hallmark, major TV, major platforms. Some big names. Yeah, yeah. These are these are big shows on big networks. I'm getting done with county incentives. Nice. That are matching what other states are doing right now. So Pinellas in general is really knocking out of the ballpark. That's awesome. The Tony Armour, Tyler on the Hillsborough side is doing some some incentives also. So the counties are stepping up. Realizing this works for us, the yeah. state's not going to do it. Then we're going to do it. Wow! And they have that big enough budget to a lot to that. Yeah, it's it's limited. It's not compared to what the state could do. Of course, the right. states could do a lot more. But um, like in my case, I've got eight movies done. Um, yeah, I, same thing I would have done in Georgia or some of the state that does have state incentives. So it hasn't slowed me down at all on my filmmaking side. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, we're talking with David Yates here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. He's a film director, producer, writer, and he's got a big, a deep history in, in the uh, Florida uh, movie industry, uh, Iron Man as well. Uh, talk to us. I want to Let's fast forward a little bit and talk to you uh, about Captain Will Smith, you know, friend yeah. of mine, good friend, falling from the sky, pretty cool story, and then and we came to you, and, and somehow we all started working together. So we're real excited to see and, and maybe kind of give, give us an update a little bit. Yeah, Will has a – he was wrongfully imprisoned, has a really amazing story of survival. And what he went through being wrongfully charged and spending time in prison that he shouldn't have done. Right. Uh, his life story of what he did after that is really the, the stories. The fact that he got wronged by society, was kind of messed around with. Yep. Um, he came out on top and now he's mentoring people in prison. It's an amazing, inspiring life story. Right. So his film is, uh, is uh, we're working on this right now. We have, we've done a treatment and we're working on likely getting a script done pretty soon. What Will wants to do is he wants to film the film locally here if we can. Um, in the area, that's one of his goals to have. So we'll see if that happens if the scene is around at that time when he's ready to film. But it's a great story, and it's based on real life. And film and, and viewers love watching movies inspired by real life stories. Right. Dolphin Tale, Dolphin Tale Two, are, are the ultimate example of that. So most of the films I'm working on outside the area here are, are, are real life stories inspired by some guy or gal who had an amazing story. And Will is that? Yeah. It's based on real life story. People love to see movies based on real life story. And you change it, you take liberties with the script. Yep. The Will has an amazing story of just he should have given up and just, you know, forgot life. He didn't. Yeah. He overcame. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's, yeah. it's again, back to the adversity, overcoming adversity. Right. Uh, I love that. And then it, the, the fact that he has the pilot, uh, yeah. you know, mix that in there, throw that in there, throw some Bahamas in there, and it could well, be Well, it's funny cool you mention that because in the treatment we have that. So in the treatment, yeah. which is kind of a what leads into a script, the treatment is eight or nine pages of what a story could be. It summarizes what the story could be, and that leads into a script. In that, we have him. We know he travels the Bahamas a lot, so we have him. Part of the movie, as it's written right now, is in the Bahamas. So I can't tell you what it is entirely right now, yeah. but it includes that. He, and he's a pilot, a great pilot, a respected pilot. Yeah. I mean, guys that fly with him, like, we know if there's a problem with the plane, we want this guy flying our plane. He's an so instructor. He, he's, yeah, he he's, teaches. He's, yeah. Top notch. Yeah, absolutely. 
flying some big jets cross country and yeah. you know private big names. Every time know? he calls me, he's like, "Remember to take off from someplace." I'm like, "Why are you? Why are you calling me? You're in a plane. Just fly <laughs> the plane, will you?" Yeah, he's yeah. amazingly talented, though. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll take a quick break when we come back. More with David Yates here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We'll talk about some of the movies he's got coming up. Uh, he's got big names coming into town. Maybe throw out some of the big names. Cedric the Entertainer. I heard some of these different names coming uh, here into Tampa Bay to do some filming right here locally in Pinellas County, Tampa Bay, uh, Hillsborough County, and uh, more with David Yates here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Check out our website, ConsumerQB.com. This is Warwick Dunn, and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show hosted by my man, Brandon Rhymes. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894, online at ConsumerQB.com. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rhymes, owners of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams. Buying, selling, investing in real estate, their nationwide Keller Williams network makes them the best team to work with. Sellers, have your property featured live on air, creating multiple offers. Buyers, leverage a unique system that gets your offer accepted, never overlooked. Call or text 813-750-0550, or ConsumerQB.com. Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rhymes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. Have you desired more income and more freedom in your life? Now is your time. Keller Williams Realty has just launched our own real estate school, and you can get licensed for free. I'm Brandon Rhymes host of the Consumer Quarterback Show, owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. And for the first three people who reach out, I will personally coach you. 813-917-1894. Call or text 813-917-1894. ConsumerQB.com. ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. All right, welcome back. Brandon Rhymes here, Consumer Quarterback Show, Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty, 4823 Ebb Tide Lane. we got a penthouse for sale here in Port Ritchie, Florida. Beautiful property, just over $400,000. Great opportunity here at 4823 Ebb Tide Lane, number 405. We like to feature our listings on air, help our sellers profit more and sell faster. 1,100 square feet, one-bedroom, two-bath, easily converted back to a two-bedroom. Uh, but you've got beautiful views. 270 degree views from multiple angles here you've got uh, different balconies overlooking the waterways gulf of mexico the cody river uh, right there in port ritchie beautiful property here and you got covered parking pool elevator and also a marina next door great opportunity you can see what all of our 50 plus listings at platinum mvp team dot kw.com All right, we got film producer David Yates in the house, and a lot of fun, you know, talking about this industry. And uh, sometimes when I'm talking about the the movie that I'm involved, you know, my involvement, I'm like, no, wait, this is a real one, you know, because there's so many people that go around and say, oh, I'm in the movies, I'm gonna do this, I've got this big idea, but you're somebody who's actually done it, David. So I think that's where you know adds a lot of credibility to the project. Talking about falling from the sky uh, with Captain Will Smith, and and just the movie itself, and Will the character to meet him and to kind of see. Uh, so, so the project, you're pretty optimistic about the project. Yeah, again, nobody can guarantee a green light, but it's a great story. It's about, do you have a great story, and then who do you know? 
right. that point. So, and the story is pretty much defined right now. We spend the last four or five months making sure the story is, I think, a very uh, compelling story. Took some liberties and some issues, but yeah. At, at, at the end of the day, the first thing you have to have with a film is you got to have a great story. And there's a lot of good stories out there. There's a thousand good stories looked at every day by studios. You got to have a great story. Yeah. And we think we think we have that, so we'll push to see what happens. So. Yeah. And the landscape changed so much over the years too. AMC theaters. Now yeah. you got Prime. You got Netflix. You got all the oh, different. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the world of watching movies changed dramatically. So what? Where we are today is where it would have been twenty years from now, but COVID pushed it ahead. Right. So when COVID hit and you couldn't go in theaters, what'd you do? You stayed at home. And, and so Netflix, talk about a boon on the Netflix. I think Netflix sponsored COVID. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just well, kidding. Zoom just kidding. and Netflix. And yeah. <laughs> but they just, I mean, their audience went sky high because you're sitting at home. So what happened, the, the, the challenge now is in the film industry, what, where are we going now? Are the right. theaters going to come back? I watch movies in theaters all right. the time still. So it's coming back somewhat, how quickly they come back. But it's all about online viewing. Everything's about online right now. Right. You can have a movie go into theater, and it's online the same day, which would never have happened before. Right, exactly. And, and that's even how some of the actors and actresses get paid based on streaming views, et cetera. Right? Correct. Absolutely yeah, right. They structured that into the contract. You bet. Uh, so, yeah, look, we kind of tease a little bit. Can you can you tell us who's coming to Tampa Bay, big names? Can you throw some names out, movie yeah. ideas? So I've worked on, we produced four films the last uh, four or five months that are mostly be lifetime homework. <laughs> we, we have four more we're doing in the next three months. We'll be filming four films. Wow. And these are, these are you know, 90-minute, two-hour movies the next three months. Um, three, will be, three will be likely on a lifetime network, Hallmark-type network, yep. um, possibly. One's going to be a normal distribution called The Plus One. It's a romantic comedy written by Austin Highsmith, who's my friend from Dolphin Tale. She was the, the Dolphin trainer in Dolphin Tale, Dolphin Tale 2. Okay. Also a great writer. Wrote a great comedy. It's hilarious. Has Cedric the Entertainer, Ashante, the singers in it, sang at the, one of the, I think, the NFC Championship games. So it's a very fun comedy. We filmed uh, largely in Pinellas County, and uh, we'll start filming on April 2nd and go through the 20th. So nice. exciting for the air. And again, again, the counties, it's happening because the counties are stepping up. So right. So, you know, Visit St. Pete Clearwater, Tony Armour, film commissioner. The commissioners are doing that. Tyler's doing that on the Hillsborough side. We'll probably film some stuff over there in another film. Um, but uh, there's a lot of filmmaking happening right now. People don't realize they're hearing it more and more. Yeah. Because the counties are stepping up, as I mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, and that's a big part. You know, the, yeah. Again, the funding, how's it going to pay for? And, uh, you know, in real estate, the real estate side of that, too, that's that's the one thing I want to talk to you about, too, because we, we, I joined Keller Williams Sports Entertainment. Yeah. And, right. you know, it'd be cool to kind of navigate into that. And, you know, sure. people coming in town, hey, I need a a high-end vacation rental or, you know, that's how we're kind of getting our Keller Williams sport. And it just started in December. And uh, when, we, when I look on the groups online, it's like, Hey, we've got a Atlanta Falcon football player looking to do a vacation on the East coast of Miami. And, right. you know, so then we're just kind of pooling our resources together and saying, yeah, I've got an off market bungalow that could go for two to $3,000 a week, right. et cetera. So I think that's kind of the, you know, the, the premises of how this has started. It's a great niche. That's smart. That's pretty cool. That, idea. that should do very well. I like that concept. Yeah, Keller Williams Sports and Entertainment, and then you know with the the golf tournament here in town this yeah. weekend and just big some deal. good stuff. Yeah, some yeah. big stuff. All good. So, yeah, the real estate side. So then uh, let's get let's go back to um, you know. So you got different movies that you're doing, and you know the economic impact. I think mm-hmm. when you mentioned with uh, Dolphin Tail One and Two, I mean in the billions. Yeah, it was actually, so we did a two or three economic impact studies. Uh, one was looking forward and two were looking back, and they averaged uh, $500 million a year economic impact by the wow. movies in the area. And that was before the new facility was launched, $80 million complex was launched at CMA, the aquarium, about a year and a half ago. So, And what, so what happened is, again, people want to, they love to see what they see in the movies. So they just brought this yeah. huge, strong in. I'll give you an example. Back, in, back before we had our new building, back in 2006 when I began, yep. 
the attendance at the aquarium was 76,000 people a year. You know what it was five years later? Almost 800,000. Ten times in the same building. Holy cow. <laughs> in the same building. We were overrun. So, wow. again, so it brought – and most of those people would come into town from outside the area, stay in hotels, they eat at restaurants, they buy gas at the gas station. So that's, that delivers economic impact. So the, and, and the study also showed that it supported the films and the push they made supported between eleven and 14,000 jobs in our area. It's ongoing even today. Wow. So filmmaking works. And if you know how to do filmmaking and embed tourism into it, which is what I do, every film I do has embedded tourism into it, every single film. Yeah. And that's why the county is, is, is incentivizing us to do these films because they're a postcard. So what we, we take a script. We'll get a script, and then we'll localize the script. Let's say we get a script about a love story that might end up on Hallmark or Lifetime. And it's based in, you know, San Francisco. Well, we'll, we'll change the script to Clearwater, St. Pete, wherever. So when you're watching the film, you're seeing and hearing, you know you're seeing Clearwater, St. Pete. It's a postcard then for the area. So you don't change the story. You just localize it. Right. And that creates a tourism impact, and that's why the county is supporting my films. I love Dolphin that. Dolphin Tale, too. Yeah, I love that. We're talking with David Yates here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm your host, Brandon Rimes. Now, how is, how is inflation affecting the movie industry? Is supply chain affecting the movie industry? Absolutely. Anytime costs go up anywhere, it affects the industry. Uh, wages go up. I mean, I mean, gas, everything. It's, it's not a huge impact on the films we're doing right now, but, yeah, we've seen that. You just got to be smarter at that point. So, yeah, right. I mean, the concern is where is it going to go? And right. is it going to keep happening this way? So as a filmmaker, you sit back and you can generally predict what's going to happen on costs. Right. If you have to build a set, you have to buy lumber, you have to hire people, that's that's all gone up. Is that going to stay level? When, when's it going to stop? So from a from a projection perspective of where we're going to go, it's a big mystery right now. Yeah. And when you're doing films like we do, we do new film every six weeks. Uh, we don't know three months from now what's going to happen in our budget, and you know, twenty thousand dollars swing can really affect a budget. So it's a concern right now. It really is. Yeah, and I was talking about a sh- on the show yesterday. Inflation hitting battleground states the worst. Increase increase in inflation by metro. Guess what's number one? Tampa Bay, eleven point eight percent. There you go. It's amazing. Yeah. Now we're seeing the impact right now. We're just hoping it levels off because if it doesn't, then you have to reevaluate your entire project, the script, the budget. Maybe you cut, maybe you shorten your film, right? Cut out some scenes and so on. But it hasn't made a big impact yet. But we're concerned about where it may be going. Yeah, absolutely. Scary. A lot of lot of geopolitical effects. A right. lot, you know, just the politics of it. The, the November elections coming up. Right. So many things kind of crammed into a short period of time. We'll see how that plays out. Right. Uh, so we've got just a couple minutes left. Uh, any anything that I didn't ask yet that would be good to insert into this interview? Well, I think I think it's just from a filmmaking perspective. Again, I think what people need to know is is that film, filmmaking has not left Florida entirely at all. I mean, we don't have as much as we used to have, but again, it's made it's made us, like I said, a lot smarter filmmaking. So again, we've done eight films here. So the key is filmmaking is not about just paying actors a bunch of money. It creates local jobs. Right. So when people look at incentives, they feel, oh, you're just going to give money to Johnny Depp. Well, no, we're not. We're, this, this creates local jobs. Dolphin Till did that. So there's this mis- misnomer that, well, if you give money to a Hollywood studio, they don't need the money, and and it's, it's going to go to a bunch of rich people. No, it creates local jobs. And if you don't do it, they go somewhere else. I wish no states had film incentives. If they didn't, we'd win every time. Everybody wants to film in Florida. Right. But, but when, you know, when one state offers incentives, that's your competition. Right. So the key for consumers to recognize is the reason we need incentives is because other states offer it. That's a competition. But also... At the end of the day, it creates local jobs and ROI. Yeah. And Governor Scott, now Senator Scott, told me a thousand times, he said, Dave, as long as you create jobs and ROI, those two things, jobs and ROI, I'm behind you. Right. And that's what our filmmaking does. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it makes sense. you got the Keys, you got the Tampa Bay area, you got all the different parts of Florida. Right. Uh, you know, just just a really op- great opportunity, sports teams, venues, all that to, to be able to throw into the mix here. And uh, just final thoughts back to you, David, about about a minute left. Yeah, so again, I think the, the beauty about filmmaking in our area is, there's some, there's, you know, the reason I film so many films here is because, number one, I live here, I want to show off the area. But this, people want to come here. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it is a great location in the Tampa Bay area. You got Pinellas Hills, Borough County. So we have everything here from locations. One film I did, we had to, uh, we had to make it look like a North Carolina rural lake town in Pinellas County. I think I heard about that. And I pulled cabin, it off. The log cabin. Yeah, I found some cabins in Lake Seminole. <laughs> I, so we had to, but the point is, you can film whatever movie you want in the area and have whatever look you want. Yeah. And that's the beauty of being in Florida. Just got to be creative. You do. Resourceful and resourcefulness. Right. Right. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Well, thanks for spending some time with us here. Appreciate it. Uh, do you want people to find you on social media or any? They any can find of... me on Facebook, David Yates on Facebook. I'll be launching a website. I'm launching a new book called Swimming Upstream in about 30, 45 days. But they can find me on Facebook. Cool. Awesome. All right. Good stuff. Thanks for coming in. You bet. And we'll have to do it again. All right. Stay with us. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have Nick Shriver in the house, uh, one of our contractor, expert contributors here, outdoor lighting, decorating elves on the Consumer Quarterback Show. And our feel-good story of the day, actress Jennifer Garner is on an act of kindness streak. So that goes well with our random act of kindness that we talk about here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Follow us online at Rise one on Instagram and Twitter and the Consumer Quarterback Show page on Facebook. We'll be right back. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show hosted by my friend Brandon Rice. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894, online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-917-1894. And we're back. Brandon Rhymes here. Consumer Quarterback Show powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. We always like to help you win buying, selling, or investing. We'd love to help you with your real estate needs. And we'd like to feature our real estate listings live on air. And we help our sellers profit more and sell faster uh, by featuring them on the program. 14121 7th Street in Dade City. This is a commercial property. It's a restaurant available uh, at 14121 7th Street, Dade City. Uh, What you've got is a one-bedroom, one-bath apartment upstairs, two dining rooms. You've got downstairs traditional style uh, restaurant and then upstairs you got a banquet seating it's a perfect entrepreneurial investment the sale includes the real estate the furniture the equipment and just a great opportunity to buy an established restaurant uh, since 1990 downtown dade city you got street parking plenty of parking in back as well and you can see all of our real estate listings at platinum mvp team.kw.com All right, we're back here in studio. We've got Nick Shriver in the house. Nick, welcome in, sir. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Decoratingelves.com and uh, outdoor lighting and just a lot, very super busy during the holidays. Have you finally slowed down a little bit from the holidays? Well, we slowed down about a month ago, and right now we're getting busy again. Okay. Okay, so kind of into that spring. Yeah, so, I mean, right now in that spring season, you know, we're starting to, like, uh, this last weekend was a little chilly, but... Uh, going into the next couple of weeks, man, the weather is absolutely magnificent. People are starting to get that outdoor itch, that outdoor bug, starting to work on their projects. So we're getting those phone calls, and our schedule is filling up quickly because of that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And, uh, you know, when you think about 
the consumer quarterback show, we, we put it together as a consumer advocate. So when Absolutely. it comes to outdoor lighting and, uh, you know, holiday decor, holiday lighting, what are, what are some of your top consumer tips? So consumer tips going into this time of year, you know, going into the spring when you're starting to see the, the flowers bloom and the plants are starting to grow and things are starting to really come around, just like you would do a spring cleaning on your house or in other parts of your property, we recommend doing a spring cleaning on your landscape lighting system. In uh, and, and on your outdoor lights. And so, you know, there's a lot of long-term benefits from that. So not just the fact that, hey, the lights are in the ground, they're shining on these trees, they're shining on the house, they're really making the place look amazing, they're really enhancing your outdoor rooms. Well, if you don't keep them clean, they don't stay working, they're not doing their job, that diminishes and you don't get that full enjoyment of that room. So those are some of the overlying key benefits of why you do that. Uh, if you get into the nuts and bolts of that, some of the things that we do is, you know, one, and, and, and we do have a maintenance program that we offer, but if you're just going to do this on your own, you could follow some of these simple steps. And if you don't want to do it on your own, you can obviously call us. So, you know, some of the things that we're going to do is we're going to check your switching mechanisms. We're going to check your transformers. We're going to check your power supply coming in. We're going to check your automation. Uh, this past weekend, we just sprung forward. So you want to make sure that, you know, if you don't have a digital astronomical uh, automation, that you have uh, the, the ability to go out there and reset that timepiece so that it goes on at the appropriate hour. It goes off at the appropriate hour, and, you know, that'll last you for the next couple of months. Um, especially going into summer, you know, we're getting um, darker later right now. So that is an adjustment that a lot of times wants to be made. So we'll check on that stuff. We'll make sure that all the fixtures are clean and free of debris. They're clean and free of plant material, that there's nothing impeding them or blocking them or keeping them from illuminating what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, we will check the life on the lamps, making sure that if they're halogen, that their life is there and that they've been replaced. If they're LED, they're still within the LED warranty. A lot of people say, well, the LEDs never, uh, never burn out. And there's a lot of truth to that. But what the LEDs do over time is they dim. So a lot of times, you know, the LEDs will just get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And one day you'll go, is it really bright out here? Is it really what we thought it should be? And everything will be on and working. But a lot of people won't realize that it's beyond its life ah. because it's actually dim. So, you know, we'll check that kind of stuff. Uh, we'll re-aim things as needed. Um, we spray a weatherized protectant. So that is a uh, chemical that we use that just helps keep the metals, the finishes clean. Uh, keeps the metals as last a long time. We wipe the lenses. We clean the lenses, you know, with a lot of hard water, uh, either well water or the uh, reclaimed, you know, yeah. leads a lot of mineral deposits on a lot of things. And yep. so sprinkler system. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They leave a lot of that stuff. And, uh, you know, even though uh, the light fixtures are not as hot as they used to be when they would burn, um, they are creating still heat and which just dissolves the water, which leaves the minerals behind and leaves a lot of film and, can can leave something that's less attractive in keeping it from performing at its best. Um, so those are a lot of the things that we do. And then we'll check for any wiring that may be exposed, clean it, cover it, uh, go through a lot of things to make sure that the outdoor lighting system is performing the way um, the way that it should be, the way it was when it was installed, and the way it is, uh, the way it was intended to be. Yeah, designed for, absolutely. Uh, we're talking with Nick Schreiber here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Decorating Elves is his company, decoratingelves.com. And, uh, yeah, you kind of touched on it, too, with these LED lighting. The, the cost to run these things is very low cost, too, right? Yeah, the cost is, is relatively low as far as the electrical consumption goes. You know, 
a lot of a lot of normal houses and and regular size. Uh, you're similar to what you would use on a big screen TV or something like that. So that yeah. cost is low. But if you're not keeping, you know, if you're going to spend good money on a professional grade system like you would with us, or if you're going to go out and spend all that hard work doing it yourself, it's important that you spend a little extra time, just like you do on everything else, to take right. care of it. And right now, going into spring, that's a really good time. You know, this is just kind of that friendly reminder that says, hey, you know, as you're taking care of everything else in your yard and and going through all those systems, make sure you double check your lighting system also. And if you're not going to do that yourself, give somebody like us a call and we can come out and really make sure that it's doing its job and it's looking premium and looking the way it's yeah. intended to be. I love it. And, you know, when you think about the benefits, there, there's five key benefits that we talk about here on the show. And, and, you know, I just love the fact that you're lighting up. I love real estate. I love different yeah, types absolutely. of real estate. I love the different decor, uh, you know, the, the when a, when a landscape is blend with the, the architecture of the home. But you can really highlight that with, with the lights and extend the use as well. well. Absolutely. And it's something that I talk about a lot on here. And this is something that gets overlooked a lot of times in the ideology of real estate is, is the real estate's just that house that sits on that, that lot. Well, the reality is, is that you're using all of that space. You know, you're using all of that property. And so one of the things that we focus on is illuminating the outdoor rooms. So you get it now, you're not just buying that 2,000, 3,000 square foot or whatever it might be. You know, you're buying another 500, 800, 1,500 square foot of outdoor space that's used. Pool decks, patios, pavers, yards, all kinds of different outdoor features. And the outdoor lighting is what makes those spaces usable. So that usability is a big deal. Um, And, you know, when you're really bringing executive level, beautiful type, higher end type properties to the market, You'll notice, and I'm sure you see them all the time, there's a lot of beautiful outdoor space. And if it's lit well, it becomes a really enjoyable, really pleasant space to enjoy, to use, to really, um, you know, spend spend your evenings and your weekends into. So, you know, those are things that we do really well, that we really try to enhance that real estate piece and really make people, you know, aware that, hey, there's more than just what's inside those four walls, you know, out here in the natural environment. It can be amazing and it can be beautiful and it's really where I like to spend most of my time, Um, you know, where the ceilings, the the, the sky's the ceiling and, you know, the plants create the the outside edges. Yeah. So usability is huge, you know, um, in trying to create those outdoor rooms and trying to do the lighting for those outdoor rooms. We like to make sure that safe passage is a big part of that because somebody's ability to go from one space to the other space is huge. And so just like you would have lighting in the inside of your house to go from one room to the next, we want to make sure that you're able to transition from that porch area or that outdoor dining area, maybe down to the lower pool deck area or out to a patio area, or maybe even out to the yard where your pets are, where your kids are, you know, to be able to passage through that in a safe manner. And even when you're entertaining and having guests for them to do it when they're less familiar is important. Security is always one of those two that we try to highlight. And we, we've, we focus not just on security, which is deterring people from being on a property that they shouldn't, but the sense of security, that sense of, hey, I feel comfortable in this space enough to relax and let my guard down and really enjoy it. So the sense of security, and we do that through creating lighting to be able to see through properties and enjoy those. Um, beautification is always, that's kind of the benefit that we get from addressing all of the benefits. You know, making everything beautiful. And we talked about that with maintenance. The property looks beautiful when you're doing that maintenance throughout the day, when you're making sure those 
those plants are beautiful, the flowers are clean, the house is washed. Then when you make sure the lighting is doing its job and doing it the way we intended it, then everything just becomes more beautiful. Uh, and then, you know, this has been in the news significant is the increase in, in value. And value's been going up and going up and going up. And one of the things that lighting really helps with value going up is even though property's moving, those properties that have those great nighttime photos, they yeah. move even quicker. They yeah. move for even higher value. They get more views online. Yeah. They do a lot in that regard. And, you know, it really just sets it off. It really creates that value. So, one, you know, customers and consumers can feel rest assured that if they spend that money uh, on a good lighting system, that they're not just going to be able to use it more, that they will be getting the dollars that they spend back in that value over time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got about a minute left, my friend. Um, Bess, can you describe the process, the consultation process? Folks want to come out, so, sit yeah, down with them, I and mean, how to contact Easy to get a hold of. This is 1-800-MY-LIGHTS. That's M-Y-L-I-T-E-S or www.decoratingelves.com. You guys just reach out to us, one of our sales per people, either myself or Steven. We'll get back in touch with you and kind of figure out what, what your wants, needs, and dreams are. We'll figure out when we can schedule an appointment, but when pretty much all the decision makers are home and we can go over everything, we'll come out, we'll look the property over, we'll figure out, you know, how you use it, what you want to do, how to enhance those rooms. And then we'll, you know, put some designs together, figure out a budget and get you scheduled from there. Yeah. I love it. 800 my lights, L I T E S 800 my lights, decorating com. Nick Shriver. Always a pleasure. Absolutely, Brandon. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thanks for coming in. All right, we're going to take a quick break right there. When we come back, we got Fred Buth, a.k.a. the 10 Man here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Tampa Screens and Aluminum, a longtime friend of the program. And we're going to talk about that outdoor space, the in-between space, uh, those lanais, those patios, those porches and screen rooms around your pool uh, here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Plus, our feel-good story of the day, actress Jennifer Gardner is on an act of kindness streak. Right here on the show. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Grant Cardone, and you've been listening to the phenomenal Brandon Rhymes, the Consumer Quarterback Show. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rhymes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-917-1894. Free CMA and a 2.5% real estate listing. Check out ConsumerQB.com. My name is James DeJerome, and I produce the Consumer Quarterback Show for Brandon Rhymes. The Consumer Quarterback Show is a team, a group of like-minded professionals who partner together to provide our audience sound advice, knowledge, and information to make them wiser consumers. We work with all types of business owners and aggressively promote our local economy. We're currently conducting interviews for our expert contributors. If you own a business or know someone who would benefit from the exposure our show provides, please contact us at 813-750-0550 or online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. 
And we're back. Brandon Rhymes here. Consumer quarterback show, platinum MVP team, Keller Williams Realty. We always help you win in your real estate deals. I got a lot of vacant land for sale. I'm just going to highlight one of them here, but I've got about a dozen or so vacant lots, land packages up to uh, 30 acres on New York Avenue and Hudson, for example. Uh, but I got a property here that is available at 12631 Hobson Simmons Road. 12631 Hobson Simmons Road uh, here in Tampa Bay. This is a perfect property to be able to build and develop. So we're looking for builder developers here. 12 acres of land. Got Lithia, Florida. Prime opportunity here in Tampa Bay. Country estate opportunity. Owner will consider uh, any offers up down to one acre now. He's looking for one acre parcels or more. And uh, he is going to potentially keep his home there as well. So 12631 Hobson Simmons Road. And I got about a dozen other lots and land packages available for sale. So you can see all of our real estate listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com. Somewhere, somewhere, sunny and 75. All right, actress Jennifer Garner is on an of kindness streak so a week after paying for everyone's order behind her in starbucks jennifer garner is on the street handing out bags of essential items to people in need on wednesday the actress posted a video on social media explaining an easy way to show a random act of kindness uh, using ziploc bags so she says she fills up the bags with socks hand wipes and money and she's shown giving out the bags to people experiencing homelessness in the community. So I think she's in California. So she's probably seen a lot of homelessness out there. Uh, you got random acts of kindness, gather the essentials in a quart size Ziploc bag, give them out, uh, keep them in your car and have them ready to go. And she says she was inspired by her friend, uh, at Whitney formed, uh, Garner wrote on Instagram, uh, thick pair of socks, Kleenex, hand wipes, uh, disposable toothbrushes, chapstick, granola bars. And then, uh, she adds money to them as well. Five, 10, $20 and a smile. So there's your feel good story of the day uh, here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We're going to the phone lines here. we got Fred Muth, Tampa Screens and Aluminum. Hey, Fred. Brandon, hello. How you doing? Hey, Fred. I'm doing well. Thank you. Blessed and highly favored, my friend. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, how's the family? Hope everything's good. Yes, sir. Everything's going great. Everything's awesome, yeah. man. And how about yourself? Everybody's fine. The, the business is uh, pretty crazy. It's still coming at us significantly, and materials are... Uh, are still at a slow, not at a standstill, but a very slow pace receiving materials. And, of course, labor, uh, price of labor continues to rise. But other than that, things are great. You know, we're selling them like hotcakes. Uh, the price of the homes keep going up. The price of the cages keep going up. Some people can afford them. Some people can't. It's, it's sort of a sad situation when they when it's not within the budget. Uh, some people try to wait, wait it out. And it'll call me back in a year's time, and it'll be more money. But, uh, you know, that's what I was going to ask you. How, how is the budget? How is the budget getting affected? You know, got inflation at all time, 40, 40 uh, year high, all time highs. Yeah, it's it's uh, today's today's cage uh, is going to be 90 percent of what tomorrow's cage is going to be. Price yeah. wise. That's that's how fast it's going up. And, uh, you know, I'm a homeowner myself and it kind of breaks my heart when people want to They want to put the cage up and they can't. It's not in the budget. They can't afford it. Yeah, it's a challenging time for people in yes. supply chain, yes. labor markets. Where do you begin, right? Where do you, well, yeah, the question is, where's it end? I don't know that we're going to see an end. And I think you're going to continue to see the, uh, uh, you know, the cages go up. You're going to see the uh, the business continue to go in a positive direction because, uh, you know, the, obviously, every practically everybody wants to move to the Tampa Bay area, and they're coming from, in, you know, they're coming from the northeast. They're coming from northwest they're just arriving 
it's such a beautiful area to live and there's still a lot of land available where the, the subdivisions are being developed and new houses are going up right and left and you, you know the prices of houses come on you know, today's house is like the cages 90 percent of tomorrow's house price wise they're, they're it's That's not right. stabilized yet. I I haven't seen the housing market stabilize yet. Have you? No, I don't think it's stable. It's, it's still you know it's a, unbalanced. It's uh, a lot of times people say, "Whoa, wow, you guys are must be killing it. You must be crushing it." Yeah, I think you know things are pretty good, but it's still a challenging market because you've got uh, an unbalanced market. It, so it's you know the pendulum's all the way to one side. No, no business is great whenever everything's to one side. So of course you know that one side being sellers, uh, you know they're getting. Uh, they can demand what they want. They can demand, uh, you know, over appraised values, uh, the escrow waiver forms. There's a lot of challenges, and then the buyers are so frustrated. A lot of buyers are giving up and uh, throwing the towel in, saying, "Hey, we're just going to rent for now," and that's a bad decision too, because prices are only going to go up, in my opinion. Huh. Yeah, you, you all in a nutshell, right there, Brandon. You, you hit it on the head. I actually had a customer call and uh, asked me, uh, "What's it going to take to cancel?" He says, "I have to cancel." He goes, "You can't imagine what happened." They um, somebody came along, they offered us a hundred thousand more than our home. And, you know, our home is only a year old. Wow. And I said, well, that's great. I said, good for you. I said, yeah, we can cancel it. I said, but, but where are you going to go? And he says, well, we found another place for a hundred thousand less than this one. Jesus, <laughs> okay. lucky, you know, yeah. <laughs> you got to realize because in some cases you sell the property, you, you sell the house, you have to find a place to move into and the inventory is low. So what do you do? But you have to be in a perfect, perfect scenario situation. Uh, to come out on top, you know, based on uh, a story like that. And I don't know how many of them, uh, them you see where they can, they can uh, sell one real quick, make money and move in and buy another one for less money. I don't know how often you see that, you know, with, when you well, compare apples to apples for the homes. Well, for the move up buyer, if it's a move up buyer, it makes sense. In a lot of cases they can. So let's say somebody all of a sudden, you know, had, had a big income increase at their job or, or maybe their spouse finally got her uh, degree plan finished. She got her law degree or whatever. They end up having more money in the household, right? So a move up buyer can win really well in this marketplace because let's say, for example, if they're selling a two hundred fifty dollars to $350,000 home at a much more competitive marketplace at that lower price point, and let's say they're going to jump up into a $900,000 home or a million-dollar home, they could potentially win big because those those higher priced homes do take a lot more marketing and, and you know there's there's less demand for those even in this market that you know the days on market are a little bit higher for million dollar properties versus a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar home. Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But uh, I'm going to throw one back at you. How yeah. many two hundred fifty thousand dollar homes are available? <laughs> right. Well, that's the challenge. And every day I call the expired leads. I call the for sale by owner leads. And, and a lot of times they're saying, Hey, look, we, we had exactly what you were saying. They were thinking about selling, but they decided not to, and uh, they're not selling. And, and they're in a challenging position because the, uh, you know, the, like what you just mentioned, the other thing that we're seeing too, is people moving to Northern County. So, so Hernando, uh, Pasco, of course, and even further on up into citrus and uh, Inverness and some of those other areas outside of Ocala, then you can get a little bit more bang for your buck and you get a little bit more land and people like that as well yeah and i'm familiar with that uh, i think pasco is still affordable at this point uh, parts of the parts of pasco right uh, you know compared to south tampa or you know, anywhere in the city of tampa city of tampa is astronomical um, and then you say why do you want to spend all this money to live in a place that uh, when it rains the, the water doesn't flow flow out back out to to the uh to the bay where it should go yeah especially <laughs> south of kennedy down there south tampa bay shore area it really gets real wet down there uh, yeah, several times I, a year 
it affects us because when, when we sell a cage or a patio screen room or whatever, and we're pouring foundation, we have to make sure the water goes in the right direction. And boy, that's a challenge. In some cases, it's a significant challenge because the water, you know, you're, in some cases, you're, you're five, six, eight feet above sea level and you have to make sure the water flows away. And, uh, you know, a lot of the older homes, the, Built on slab, the slabs are, are are close to grade, and then of course the, uh, the the new slab for the screen room is going to go in at grade, and you know if something floods and backs up on that screen room, it ends up back in the house, and it, it's a tough situation. Right. Yeah. So the, all that goes into planning, the permitting, and uh, when folks want to reach out to you, uh, Fred, talk to them a little bit about what the the consultation looks like. You come down, you sit down, you give them an overview of the project. Yes. Um, Perfect example. I just left uh, a job. I'm in South Tampa now, and um, the, the homeowner recently had the pool built. The pool was built, uh, you know, on a postage stamp lot, basically. And there's mm-hmm. two large oak trees within uh, 15 feet of the pool deck, and the pool deck was was built without a footer. So they want the cage, and now we have to put a footer in as well. Uh, it's almost a no-go, unfortunately, because of the tree issue. The trees basically halt the project, and uh, I have to stay, for example, depending on the size of the tree, a 42-inch wide tree, uh, I've got to stay 20 feet away from that tree. I cannot pour foundation within 20 feet of that tree, and I, wow. and I don't have my matrix with me, but I believe the next number down is 15 feet if it's between uh, 30 inches and 42 inches wide, I have to stay 15 feet from that tree. And, you know, with these two trees, as a matter of fact, the one tree was on the, the next uh, lot over, but still it was well within 15 feet and it was about a 60 inch wide tree. And uh, they're, they're asking, you know, lots of questions how we can get this done. So there, there is possibilities where if they get certification from an arborist, uh, you know, that specifically states that if we put one portion of the footer here, another portion there, it won't affect the tree. And, this and that. So we go through all this uh, for the for the homeowners. We do it. Um, this is how we sell our work. It's a consultation, and, uh, a consultative approach. Fred Mew, Tampa Screens and Aluminum, and he is the best in the business, longtime friend of the program. And we want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Do something kind for one another and be a force for good in the community. We'll see you next time. Consumer Quarterback Show. ConsumerQB.com. You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Call Brandon Rhymes at 813-917-1894. That's 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.